This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 557, Clearing Clutter. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I think part of living on purpose is getting really intentional about our space, including our mental space. So let me give you a little background on this. I sometimes joke around about being an amateur hoarder. And it's nothing that would make the documentary series on cable. That's not the level we're talking about. But you know how sometimes you'll you'll have something and you set it aside telling yourself, well, I'll get to that later. And then it tends to represent an unkept commitment every time we see it. And we do the same thing with mental clutter. So over the past several days, I've been working on clearing some of the clutter. In fact, just earlier today, on uh, the day that I'm recording this episode, my daughter came to my office and helped me to clear out several loads of things that were on the shelves or things that were in the closet. And these are typically things of value. Now, I'm going to put that in air quotes because we don't keep trash laying around. But these things of, quote, value are not necessarily valuable immediately to me. You know, it's something that that you look at and you think, well, I might need that sometime, or I think I could put that to some kind of creative use at some point, or I paid X number of dollars to obtain that. I can't just get rid of it. And then things pile up and the clutter starts to represent, I think, our mental space as well. So one of the reasons I invited my daughter to help me clean some things out at the office is because we are about to launch version 2.0 of Live On Purpose Central. If you haven't checked out Live On Purpose Central yet, please feel free to join us over there. You can go directly to liveonpurposeradio.com slash help. H-E-L-P. Is that simple enough? That's where we put together our membership site, Live On Purpose Central. And as I'm recording this episode of podcast, we're in the process of, of moving our learning platform to a new, better equipped platform to serve our clientele better. And so in the process of making that move, I commented to my daughter, you know, we have collected. And she is also one of my assistants, basically, at Live On Purpose Central. And so that's why she's involved in these conversations. But I said to her, you know, we have put together a lot of resources there at Live On Purpose Central. 
And some of those resources are really valuable. And I'm going to put that in air quotes again, because when we created it, it was like, oh, yeah, this is relevant. This is current. And now as we're moving everything over to the new site, we're looking at some of the things that have been sitting there for a while, not really being used to their full potential. And it's it's almost like we've hoarded uh, some of this content, right? So we're in the process of clearing that out. After we finished clearing out the closet today, I realized how good it feels to let go of those things that are taking up space, both, both mentally and physically. So I invite you, as you listen to today's episode, to just check in with yourself. Where have I piled some things up? Where are my unmet commitments? Where is the clutter in my life that may be taking up space that could be used in a, in a much more valuable way? So I've got a few ideas for you. One of them goes back to an episode I did here at Live On Purpose Radio with Marla D. And Marla is this delightful organizer. She helps people organize their space. And I remember sitting here at my microphone for Live On Purpose Radio with Marla D. several years ago. And she said, Dr. Paul, just imagine how you would feel if you were surrounded only by things that you love and use regularly. How would that feel? And she put that out to me in a way that I thought, oh, that would really be nice. Now, as a psychologist, let's get to the, to the roots, to the psychological roots of why we tend to pile things up or why we may hoard things. It has to do with a paradigm. You've maybe heard me talk about this before on the show, or certainly if you've been in, in our membership or in my trainings, you've heard me talk about abundance versus scarcity. See, our brain has two main jobs, to keep us safe and to prove us right. And in that first job, keeping us safe, our brain wants to make sure that we always have what we need readily available to us. And because of that, our brain tends to see the things that we need as being scarce. Now, we may also have some personal experiences with scarcity. Years ago, I went through a bankruptcy. And this is a time when my personal financial resources and by extension, a lot of other resources felt very scarce at, at that time. What I learned from that experience, though, is that we always had what we needed somehow. And it, it blows my mind a little bit to think about it, but we, we tend to be very resourceful as human creatures. And when our access to a certain kind of a resource is cut off, then our brain gets to work because its job is to keep us safe, to, to go find some alternatives. We are experts at survival. And because of that, the scarcity mentality sometimes motivates our brain to go look for other options. You know, if we're cut off, for example, from one of our, our resources that we need for our own survival. 
But this scarcity mentality gets in our way as well, because we start to believe something that's not even true. For example, if I let go of this thing that I'm hanging on to. Now, when I say thing, it could be a program. It could be an idea. It could be a belief. But whatever it is that I'm clinging to, if I were to let go of this, I may need it in the future. And then I would be in trouble. Well, think about it. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be in trouble. What, what if? Let's answer the what ifs. This is part of sending a message to our brain, okay, that helps us to deal with anxiety. When our brain says, what if, somewhere in our subconscious, we answer that with, oh, I couldn't handle that. And that's not true. But that's just your brain trying to keep you safe. So think it through. What if you needed that thing in the future? Then you would use your resourceful mind to somehow either reacquire that thing or come up with a, an alternative that might even be better than the thing you've been hanging on to. Sometimes we have to clear space in order to make space for what's coming. And just watch out for your brain because in that scarcity mentality, your brain wants to believe that to keep you safe, you need to keep hanging on to whatever it is. But that's not true. At the end of the day, you are resourceful. You are creative. You will come up with the resources that you need to move forward with whatever's going to be next. And it won't just be a repeat of what has happened in the past. See, that's another part of our brain kicking in and telling us, well, in the past, We've done this or that. You know, we're not talking about the past. We're talking about creating the future now. And that doesn't have to look like the past. I was reading a book by Greg McEwen. It's called The uh, Essentialist. No, it's called Essentialism. I believe I got the title right. And he has some interesting ideas there that I also found very helpful, even today as I was cleaning out my closet. Our brain, in order to keep us safe and prove us right, develops biases. And one of those biases is called the ownership bias. I believe that's what Greg McEwen called it. And the ownership bias is this. We tend to value things more if we already own them. And that makes it harder to release it or to give it away. So a quick test that I used several times this morning as we were cleaning out the office, a quick test is if I did not already own this, what would I pay to acquire it? And if the answer to that is zero, then let it go. You will have a bias to hang on to it because maybe you already paid for it. I found several uh, storage devices, um, electronic storage devices that I had purchased. I got them on sale for a great deal at some point thinking, oh, you know, that would come in really handy to back up some computer files or whatever. Well, this is back in the day before we had cloud storage and we can access our files from any device from anywhere and you get a new computer and you just log into your cloud storage, right? So really, I have no use for those things anymore, but I've hung on to them because I paid good money for them. Well, that's not a good reason to hang on to them, because if I did not already own it, 
I would pay zero dollars to acquire it. Now, and that doesn't mean that I made a mistake in the past. It just means, okay, some things have changed and it's okay to let it go. I love Greg's question because that helps us to tune into what our brain is currently thinking. And it's our thinking that gets in the way. It's not the stuff. It's, it has nothing to do with the inherent value of the items. Now, let me take it to another level for you, too. And this helps me a lot. I have a, a sense, and I think this comes from some of my upbringing and my dear sweet mother, who had four kids in two and a half years, and then two more brothers came after that several years later. But she had four babies under the age of two and a half or two and a half and under, four babies, okay? Because I'm a twin. And because of that, she became very practical. You don't throw anything away. You always put everything to use, right? And so I, I get some of my tendencies, I think, from that early training, uh, from my very practical, very wise mother. And it's, so I've got this sense inside, I don't want to waste things, right? And so it's hard to let go of things sometimes thinking that that would waste it. So instead of that, I ask myself, what would be a higher use for this thing? Vicki and I went through this when our kids were moving into the basement. And we had a lot of our stuff stored down there, you know, things that we might need sometime or that we have used in the past or whatever, right? And so it's taking up a lot of space downstairs. And we decided, look, we value the space now more than the stuff because we want to move our kids in there and give them room to put their things and whatnot. So we had to move our stuff out, if you get the picture there. And some of the things were still in very good condition, very usable. And that's where donation comes in, right? Because I could ask myself, what's the higher use for this thing, whatever the thing was? It might have been some camping equipment or whatever, okay? What is the higher use for this thing? Sitting on my shelf or getting into the hands of someone who's already looking for that kind of a thing? So we take it down to Goodwill or to Deseret Industries or the Salvation Army or someone who can take those donated items and put them into the hands of people who are actually looking for them at a lower cost or whatever it is, right? So donation gives you a chance to ask this question. What would be a higher use of this thing? And for me, that's easier to let go of things if I know that in the process of doing that, I'm putting it to a higher use. Does that make sense to you as well? Going back to where we started today, abundance or scarcity? Where will our mind be? And I find when I stay in a mode of abundance, meaning that there is ample for everyone, there, there are resources, there's an abundance of everything that I need or want, and I have the ingenuity and the resourcefulness to bring that into my life if or when I ever need it or want it. That means I don't have to hang on to it. You know, Vicky and I were in Israel over the holidays, and uh, we had an opportunity to visit two specific bodies of water that are fed by the same river. The Jordan River 
feeds the Sea of Galilee. Beautiful, freshwater uh, body of water that, that has abundant wildlife, sustains life all around its borders. From there, it leaves the Sea of Galilee and it goes down uh, between the border of Israel and Jordan to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is not thriving with life. In fact, it's uh, very highly concentrated minerals, uh, very salty. Um, we we took a an afternoon and went and bobbed around in the Dead Sea, uh, which I had done before, not in the Dead Sea, but in the Great Salt Lake, which is near my home. Very similar body of water because there is no outlet. That water, as it evaporates, just concentrates the minerals to the point where it cannot sustain life. Now, there are other benefits of these minerals, and, and people have learned how to take advantage of those. But it's such a stark contrast. The only difference between these two bodies of water is whether they hoard and hold, as in the Dead Sea, or they give and take, as in the Sea of Galilee. And so uh, that got me thinking a little bit about this abundance idea. If we think in terms of abundance, what do we do with our stuff? We let it flow. When it flows to us, we use it well. When it flows away from us, it goes to some higher use, but we don't retain or hold it. We let it flow. Money is the same way. Money isn't to be held or retained. Money is to be put into currency. In fact, we call it currency. It's supposed to move around and touch and bless many lives. So uh, clearing the clutter, does that get you thinking a little bit? Consider where the clutter might be in your space or in your mind or in your life. Uh, I've shared with you some personal examples because that's very current for me as I'm cleaning out the office today and looking at moving or Live on Purpose Central. And again, if you want to check that out, go to liveonpurposeradio.com slash help. And that will take you right over to the sales page where we invite people to come and join us on our membership site. It is being revised even as we speak. And we're clearing some of the clutter. The things that are there are good. Uh, some of those things can be put to a higher use. And so what you'll see in the next version of Live on Purpose Central is an even more refined way to help you to do exactly what we encourage you to do every episode here at Live on Purpose Radio, and that is to live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it, and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.